This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. Hey, Nora, Leslie Harderberg here. Two last names because I am also a fellow remarried widow and probably one of your biggest fans. You're my widow hero. And I'm calling to tell you my it's going to be okay story. My husband, Ryan, um, he was 34 years old and I was 30 when we went on vacation to Disneyland And we brought all the kids here with the cousins and my sister's family. And then we went to Palm Springs. And after our three days at Disney, we were sitting at the pool. And Ryan suddenly said, "Um, something's wrong. Leslie, something's wrong. And those were the words that blew up my entire life. He had a sudden brain aneurysm and stroke by the pool that day, and everything moved really fast. My sister was like, we need to call the ambulance. Luckily, we were very close to the hospital. They were there within five minutes, and Ryan was still talking. Um, He was rubbing his face, and things were not going well. But um, he said, you know, where's my glasses? And I grabbed his glasses, and they said that I couldn't ride in the ambulance because it, there was too much going on and he, it seemed serious. So um, I told him, hey, I'm going to nurse the baby because we had two boys at the time. We had a 15-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And I said, I'm going to nurse the baby and then I'm going to change out of my swimsuit and I'm going to be right behind you. It's going to be fine. And he said, it's going to be okay in a mumbled way. And he rolled him off and those were his last words. And... Then later, after all the drama at the hospital, because, man, they don't make it easy to decide to uh, pull the plug. You know, they put it in your court, and they don't like you to say pull the plug either. I learned that. Uh, but they, they put it in your court, and they don't really tell you, you know, when they're going to die. And they I guess it's your decision. And he was declared brain dead. And so we were just waiting around for family to come in and to say goodbye to him. And we were very confused. And the family is being pulled in different directions. I have three sisters. There's a lot of brother-in-laws. There's a lot of people that are weighing in on this decision. And I like to call this person that came in our waiting room angel. He floated in. I don't know what he was. I think he was like a nurse practitioner, but he said, all right, everybody, here's what you're going to do. Cause we were all so confused. And he said, you're going to stop asking her what to do. Cause she can't make decisions right now. You can give her a B choices, but I don't think this is going to last very long when you take him off. I recommend everybody going in and saying goodbye. And I usually recommend that you, if you don't know what to say, say, I love you. Say, I forgive you. Say, thank you. And then say, it's going to be okay. And he said, you know, I found in a lot of these cases that 
when the patient hears it's going to be okay, it does not take them very long and they feel like, okay, my people are going to be okay. I can go. And I was so thankful for that waiting room angel because he gave me language to say to my husband when I had absolutely no language and my brain was broken. So everybody went in one at a time. And when it was my turn to go in there, I had I had a whole marriage with this person and a best friendship and we owned a business together and five and a half years together and kids together. And I was like, I have no words. So I just stole that guy's words. And when it was time to take him off of life support and we were all in there um, singing and it only took him two songs. My brother-in-law was playing songs on the guitar and it only took him two songs to die. And I was laying on his chest, and when I noticed that his heart was making a weird sound, I just leaned up and I said, we're going to be okay. And I kissed his cheek, and then he took his last breath. So he really did just need to hear, it's going to be okay. And we went home. Well, we didn't go home. We were in Bob Springs. So we went to our Airbnb. And then I we went up to my sister's house in LA because we live in the Portland area. So we're all just stuck in this weird vacation limbo preparing to fly back without um, a husband or a dad or an uncle and with one less person. Um, and I remember my sister saying, why don't you go in this room for the day and I'll watch the kids she was like, get on my big screen TV, watch Friends, whatever you need to do. And I remember going in that room for a whole day, um, the day after he died, and just going through my phone and going through Ryan's phone. And I found on Ryan's phone this video that he had recorded with Wit, our oldest son. Um, and it had been recorded like six months prior to that, and I had never seen it. And it was this goofy song because Ryan, he was a zany guy and he sang really loud and he could play like three chords on the guitar. So it was a, a guitar song, even though he wasn't really a musician. And he was making this song for our son, Wit, who was obsessed with woodpeckers. And the cutest thing ever, he called them wookapeckers. So Ryan and I were obsessed with that. And so he wrote this song with wit and I'm going to send it to you so you can hear it and the song just says over and over again it's going to be okay and I just blasted that in my ear and I remember the next night when I was freaking out I wasn't crying because you're just in a weird place when you're in that much grief but I was screaming a lot and I remember I had to go outside for one of my scream sessions and I just took my phone to my ear and I blasted that song over and over and over again in my ear it's gonna be okay and in the song he says I'm gonna fix your wings and you'll fly another day and that was just sort of my mantra every day was that it's going to be okay and that I'm going to fly another day. And, you know, every day I had to wake up and make the decision to keep going and find one thing to keep me going and be there for the boys. And, and I have been okay. And yeah, it's been dark and hard, but I am flying another day and... I hope that um, you enjoy this song. Thanks. Da, 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 da. Bye.
Okay, here we go. Ready? Once there was a family of woodpeckers, and they got in a terrible car accident. They all broke their wings. They didn't know how they get out of it. But then an ambulance came. want to hear from you too. You can email us a voice memo or write out an email. The email is in our show description, or you can call us at 612-568-4441. We are an independent podcast production from Feelings & Co., an independent podcast company. Our team is Marcel Malikibu, Jordan Turgeon, Claire McInerney, and Megan Palmer. Our theme music is by Secret Audio. This episode of It's Going to Be Okay was brought to you by The Hartford. Employee benefits have always been hard to understand. They're even tough for employers to explain, which just makes it worse for people like you and me. The Hartford knows there's a better way. They're a leading group benefits provider that's using familiar language to get straight to the point when it comes to the benefits they offer. Because if your benefits sound confusing, who's going to know how to actually use them? 
Learn more at thehartford.com slash benefits.